comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in the house, I returned home with only one goal, to save my city. But my old approach wasn't enough. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I had to become the Green Arrow. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth. I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime. I am the Flash. I'm here because the future of the world is in peril. Because of a man named Vandal Savage. I chose you eight to travel throughout time to stop them. You got the wrong guy. Hero ain't on my resume. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legend. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast, episode 95. Wow. What were you, what were you uh, guys doing in 95? I was touring with Lisa Lisa and Cult Jam. As a roadie. That was actually the end of my rap career. The end of your rap career. Uh, hmm. Damn, that's a long time ago. I, man, was I doing that? No, I wasn't doing that then. I gotta count. It's a long time. Dur- Dur- was a roadie for Black Street. <laughs> I wish, man. Well, you guys man. just making stuff up. I was being honest, dang. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. I didn't know we could. I was gone. I was trying to really remember, but. Yeah, I was, I was at the Black Street. Concert, roadie. <laughs> I had my own. Why bus. Not? I had my own tour bus. Oh, I had my own tour bus. <laughs> just right. said, just said, Daryl's bus on it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, I had another uh, great week of uh, CW shows only this week. Um, Supergirl, Flash, Legends, and Arrow. Uh, spoiler alert: I really like Legends this week. I just wanted to throw that out there. But uh, I know we we talked last week about the uh, the, the Justice League trailer. I think the biggest news in you know, DC TV or movies this week is that uh, Joss Whedon has signed on to do a standalone Batgirl movie. Now, uh, is, uh-huh. when they say standalone, they haven't really they haven't said one way or the other if it is or isn't going to be like tied into the Zack Snyder DC movies. But I mean. Given Whedon's saying, I don't think it's a Zach, <clears throat> I really don't think it's a Zack Snyder universe anymore. Okay, well, I mean, well, the DC cinematic universe, as seen in only Zack Snyder movies so far. How about that? I do, I do think Whedon will be is it, the the next uh, phase of movies to kind of uh, get away from that. I don't think I don't think Snyder's going to do any more. Um, he brings too much heat. I don't. I don't think Snyder's going to be doing any more Justice League movies or any other movies. I mean, even names you see thrown out there, none of them are, Jack, uh, are Zack Snyder movies for for you know Superman, Man of Steel. Right. You're talking uh, about right? talk, are they uh, talking to Matthew Vaughn for the new Man yeah. of Steel? I read that'd be a great, great choice. That'd be a great choice. Right. So I, I think if anything, this will be the Batgirl will come out of the new phase of, of movies. Well, I think that after I mean. 
I don't know. I listened to this podcast with with Whedon, like right after Age of Ultron came out, right? Mm-hmm. And all he did was badmouth the whole Marvel movie by committee thing. You know, mm-hmm. like like he said it was a death by a thousand cuts. Like he he had to fight for every character moment in the screenplay, and that they they kept wanting uh-huh. to throw in more and more tie-ins to <laughs> other movies, and he resisted it because he wanted to keep the, the you know he he just you know he went on um. Empire Magazine, the film magazine from the UK, they did a great podcast interview with him. It's like about an hour and a half, like right after, mm-hmm. right after Age of Ultron came out. So after all that and going through all that with Marvel, I mean, first of all, it's kind of surprising he would go for another licensed character at all, you know, rather than doing something original. Well, did you hear after that though, like when he took that hiatus? Yeah, he I did interviews after the hiatus, and what he what he had to admit to himself as well, though is that um, it, it hurt that he rushed, like they, he, he went right from Avengers to Avengers, Avengers 1 to Avengers 2. That was one issue. Then uh, on top of that, like Marvel was planning a whole bunch of other stuff to come after that mm-hmm. that had to be included. I mean, even when people think the Marvel movies are all planned out so, you know, in advance, to a point it is, but still they have to, you know, there are things they have to change here and there because plans change, you know, it's just yeah. the way it is movie making. So he was feeling that he was feeling a certain kind of way because of that, which added to that being tired and all that kind of stuff, feeling like he had to do it. And then he said, and he, and he when he looked back on it, he said, some of it was, was them. Some of it was me. And he was like, oh. I would actually do a DC, and he and he threw in there, I, and I think it was reported like not that long ago. Yeah, I think you're right. After that, where he said, I would be open to doing a wow. DC movie. It's not that I'm against doing superhero movies, but just okay. being put in that forefront because Avengers was well, was the big thing. I mean, that was what it yeah. was leading up to. Well, that's the thing. I think he would only the only way he would come to a project like this if it is if. You know, they were like, they were telling him, okay, you have plenty of time to develop. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to have to tie into any other movies. You can be a standalone or whatever. I think he'd probably go with those conditions, you know, as like caveats, you know, just to do the job. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Jerry? I mean, I, it sounds to me like bills are due for him. (laughs) 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 That could be truer than we know. If you go from like screw this, you know, I have to fight for everything. I'll never do this again. So I don't know. I mean, I would probably do it. It sounds to me like you know, like child support payments, maybe, or you know, the rent is due. <laughs> oh no, know, he got a lot of money for stuff. that. He got a lot of money for doing them two vintage movies. And you know, not even the money, the, the, the visibility, the notoriety. You know, I mean, your name's attached to something worldwide. That- I think I think and if you can come into this universe which has been pretty much divisive uh with with critics of especially and other fans and you can come in and actually um do a film that's that people really like I think that is kind I I and I don't I mean I'm assuming I'm just guessing but I have a feeling that he wants redemption for Avengers 2 Maybe I don't oh. think he is proud of how Avengers two came out of because he he even said it and it has been a. I mean I think it wasn't as strong as Avengers one and I I do think he kind of wants to 
redeem himself and have more of it, but have more of a chance to do it. Like it's, he doesn't feel like this was put upon, right? And he he can kind of build it from the ground up. Well, I hope they don't do that because I know with Suicide Squad they put David Ayer on a really tight leash. Like they only gave yeah. him like three weeks to do this, make, to write the script, mm-hmm. I think, and only like another three or four weeks to rehearse with his cast. And I mean that's a really quick schedule. Uh, oh, we didn't quit though. We, yeah. Weedon is very emotional. He's a he'll quit in a heartbeat. See, that's why that, that, that like, was the point not, I was getting to. They're probably going to give yeah. him a, as wide a berth as possible after that. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I said, I think this is a different like these these waves of like you're hearing different directors being picked for these films, and you're giving and they're not throwing timeline, they're not throwing uh, deadlines out like they used to. So I think that these are like the different wave. I think they're going to sit in a cut and kind of wait to see what Wonder Woman does. Uh, no matter what Justice League does, I, it's going to, whatever's going to happen is going to happen because they're going to, you know, that's, that's kind of included in the, in the old thing. Right. But I think they're going to look at what Wonder Woman does. And if, it, you know, that works out well, then they, okay, we can continue with Wonder Woman 2, the sequel, and we'll work with that. But mm-hmm. I think that that's, kind of what they're going to pull back from that. I think that those forces are going to have, or they have to check themselves a little bit. I, it's, it's, right. it's super ironic. Cause like Joss Whedon, I mean, people forget first of all, the first point I want to make for a lot of people forget before Avengers, Joss Whedon had not directed a feature film other than, um, Serenity, Serenity, right. Which is like right. a long, long version of Firefly pretty much. So he had not really done a feature film before Avengers, you know? So for him to go from never having done something like that before to a, you know, was it five hundred million dollar production or something? The highest, the highest level of the high stakes end of movie making. Then you know, that's that's huge. And then the other point, I mean, it's super ironic because back, I think it was while Man of Steel was still in production, Joss Whedon submitted a, a screenplay of Wonder Woman, yeah, to Warner Brothers, and they mm-hmm. rejected they rejected it, right. And then that him them, him being rejected by Warner Brothers is what drove him to Marvel. Mm-hmm. And now, very emotional. Now it's going. Now he's going back to to Warner Brothers. <laughs> he's very like he. He said, "I'm not even throwing it out there." Like he admits himself, like he did. He, he was very candid after a while. He is very emotional when it comes to decisions with the you know with movies and stuff. So it like when he gets in when he gets a, a certain kind of way when he feels you know rejected. It you know. He makes he makes those type of decisions, or he feels like he's pressured in a way that's uncomfortable for him. He um, creatively, I mean, it, he he's one of those directors that because of the money that he's made, he doesn't have to worry. He's blessed enough to not have to worry about turning down a project if it's not right for him anymore. Okay. I I'm totally sorry. I forgot to introduce my co-hosts as I normally do at the beginning of the show. Uh, first off, the, uh, in Doom World, she's the headmistress of Sister Throat Punch's school for Wayworld and Kick-Ass Girls. Hmm. This is Jerry Atkinson. The pleasure's all yours, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know it is, Jerry. You know it is. <laughs> I do. <laughs> and the man who is the administrative assistant for Adrian Chase and allowing him to get all that done. Taking care of uh, Oliver there, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Well, I knew, I knew that things were getting sloppy lately, dude and is, I knew that. Say what you will about Adrian Chase, dude is goal-oriented, man. <laughs> I got it, and I needed someone that could fulfill my uh, 
objectives and get it done in a quick and timely manner. So, uh, yeah, I, first thing I had to do was Wild Dog had to go. He lazy. <laughs> He's always wanting to shoot people. His superpower is being pissed off. Yeah, he never <laughs> comes in on time. You know, like he had to go. Work had to be done. So it is what it is. Hey, you got to do what you got to do, right? Got to do what you got to do. And uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have all four CW shows this week. Uh, next week is the season finale of Legends. And uh, also next week is the premiere of iZombie. So we're going to be swapping out. So, so exciting. And then the beginning of May, our end of April, beginning of May, we get Gotham and Lucifer back. So I'm, I'm excited about that. But Yeah. yeah. Totally. So uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and uh, dive right in. First, we'll start with Supergirl, uh, episode 17 of the second season. Uh, Distant Sun, it was called. Directed by Kevin Smith. It's the second oh, one. I second one, that. Second one this season, yeah. It was mm. interesting because there was no uh, no cameo of his daughter in this one. That's probably why you didn't think it was. Oh, maybe she had to go to school for a change. Maybe. Yeah, I, I, she sure wasn't counting her money from yoga hosers, I'll tell you that. Oof. <laughs> oh, man. I want, I want that hour and a half back in my life, that's for sure. Um, remember last episode, Monel's folks were coming, and they want him back at Daxum. He's like, no way, I'm staying here with Kara, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're still out there. They're still orbiting Earth. And uh, President Marsden, a.k.a. Linda Carter, uh, oh, yes. is trying to stop a uh, an international incident and tells... John, not to let the D.O. be get involved with uh, them in any way, shape, or form. The Daxamites are not supposed to you know, deal with them at all. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. uh, Kara is attacked by a series of alien bounty hunters. One guy with like a laser eye, kind of like, um, oh god, what's the guy's name for the Legion of Super... Uh, Tyr, I think is his name. He, he had like a, he's a big guy with like a laser eye. Just oh, alright. Um, mm-hmm. He's from well, Brooklyn. Yes. Yes, all, everyone in Brooklyn has a laser eye. Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs> it's very fashionable. Oh, um, my goodness. Monel suspects his parents put the bounty on Kara in hopes that he will leave Earth if she's dead. And then uh, soon after, his suspicion is confirmed when John telepathically interrogates one of the hunters. Oh, he remembers that he can he can use Yeah, telepathy. he finally used telepathy. Huh? Yeah, that was kind of uh-huh. a cool scene, though, man. Like he was making that guy's head boil. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know? I like that. And then the guy's like, it's finally like scanners. He's like, ah! And he drops to his knees and the nose bleed or stuff. That oh, was, yeah. Yeah, my ex-wife had that power. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my. <laughs> oh, hurt. It hurt, man. Ooh, the she went to my. She went to my school, Daryl. Yeah, she did. <laughs> yeah. She did. Throw punches Academy oh. for wayward kick-ass girls. Yeah. I've got the bruises. That's my new uh, young adult novel, by the way. Yeah. I've got the bruises. Really? I like it. If you need, you know, if you need any inspiration, just let me know. Sure. <laughs> I want you to pose for the covers, you know. Obviously. I'm on it. Yeah. Uh, Kara suggests that she and Monel meet with her his mom uh, to, you know, to tell her what's going on. But uh, they meet in the Fortress of Solitude, and Rhea, his mom, refuses to listen and attempts to kill Kara with, like, these kryptonite glow sticks. Um, those are the worst looking weapons ever. I'm sorry. Oh, they're they're dumb. They look they're like the, the thing, you know, when it's a carnival, like you can win like with those like glow, little glow stick swords. Oh. Yes. I remember yeah. those. Um, 
It was just weird. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron Fist looked better than that. I mean, oh, cold. Just saying. Just saying. So it's his cold hand. He can't use it. Um, Monel, because his mom is about to kill Kara, and Monel agrees to leave Earth if she spares Kara's life. No, Mama, no. And, uh, President, even though the President ordered them not to, John helps Kara rescue Monel with the switcheroo. Um, he poses his Kara so he gets attacked with a kryptonite and it doesn't affect him. Can we pause for just a second? Please do. What is the necessity for you to go after Monel, who's not really kidnapped? It's his mother and father that Right. You're about to cause an intergalactic war with a a planet that has far superior technology and super-powered soldiers under yellow sun. Because you want to be with your boyfriend. All for douche boy. Yeah, because you want to be with your boyfriend, though. That's that's the hero code thing. Like, you're sacrificing the Earth, a battle with the Earth, because you want to be with your boyfriend. Yep. Who is this chick? Okay. I don't know. I don't know who this girl is because this is not the Supergirl that I remember. It's CW no. Supergirl. I, this is ridiculous. This is a very selfish Supergirl. Mm-hmm. It's a very naive Supergirl, but I guess that's yeah. that's with her age, right? Uh, I don't know. Man. Plus, I mean, Monel could have kept them away. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the episode, you know, spoiler for the end of the episode, but, like, mm-hmm. his mom kills his dad. And, right. like, vows to return to Earth to reclaim him. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, we have the exact same problem that, you know, Linda Carter warned us about earlier in the episode. You know, she's gonna, he's going to yeah. start an intergalactic war all over Broel, you know. There you go. Who already agreed to go back, you know. He agreed to go back. He's like, hey, I don't want to cause a problem. I don't want you to kill my girlfriend. I'll go back. All right. I'll go back. That's mm-hmm. agreement. I... Yeah, I, 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 I got an issue with that. Like, this <clears throat> this whole thing is, this whole episode is like, are you crazy? If this was one of the other characters that did this, there there would be up in arms. Like, how dare you? Lives are at stake. You can't do this. So, I, I okay. It's funny, too. My, uh, my mother-in-law watches the show, and she loves Monel. Like she loves her. She uh, she's great. Well, let me find out your... Really? Uh, 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 and I'm thinking there must be a demographic that does, or else he wouldn't still be on the show, right? I don't know. No, listen. The man got abs for days. He ain't ugly. It's just that he has... Uh-uh. All he is is he's just pretty, right? Like, he has no depth he's like, to him. He's like Mr. Boyfriend. He it's like know. all he does is boyfriend. Right. Like, that's all he, that's that his would, job is being a boy, being boyfriend. You know? All he is is being a boyfriend. Now, it's the opposite of how uh, we get that, because Felicity was that, was was the just a girlfriend for a minute when she was with, with uh, Oliver. You know, and she, they took away all her purpose for a while. Um, so, again, we go through that whole issue of they don't know how to write relationships. It just seems like all he does is boyfriend, you know, like, but that's all they know how to write. Like it's, it's like either when they write a couple together, one of them has to be just, they have to totally stop whatever career they're doing. That's usually seems to be the case. Whatever they are, they totally stop it. And now they just become the other, the couple, the boyfriend or the girlfriend. That's all they are now. Like that's it. Their whole purpose is just done. Wow. 
until they get killed off or whatever, and they can't be together because you can't be happy for too long. Right. So, no drama there. Um, no drama there. They rescue Monel from his parents' ship, and after a fierce battle, and uh, Wynn is able to hack into alien technology with an iPad. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, just like Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day. That's how it was. <laughs> after a fierce battle, King Largand uh, agrees to let Monel stay on Earth. Uh, we then get a scene where Mar- President Marsden is revealed to be an alien, mm-hmm. but we kind of already knew that. Right. Um, Rhea kills Largan for what she views as his betrayal. And Who vow- saw it coming? And view- vows to return to Earth. I didn't see it coming until the last scene. Like when they uh, have the scene where they're both looking out the window and they're <clears> talking <throat> and she's like talking about the day they were married. I'm like, oh man, she's going to straight up murder his ass. Yeah. yeah. And that's when, that's when it hit me. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. she's going to stab him in the chest or something. Sure enough. Yeah, I was surprised she didn't say, like, look at the flowers or something. Right, I was right. surprised she like, some oh. catch line. You, know? yeah. you have defied me. <laughs> Tell me about the rabbits, George. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, after an encounter with a former girlfriend of Maggie's, Alex learned Maggie didn't tell her that she had cheated on the woman. Cheetah! Cheetah! And that prompts a frank discussion. With Alex asking Maggie to trust her with her secrets. Because the second time she comes Cheetah! You're a cheetah! Oh, sorry. Flashback. Uh-huh. Should be. Yeah. What is she fine, though? So well, she cheated. We, we, can't have, we can't have a CW episode without a secret or two being kept. Oh, we gotta have a secret. Secret. Gotta have a secret. Then I'm gonna tell you anyway. Or not tell you later. Or wait till after something bad. And then, I'll get, then I'll get mad. That, like yeah. you, you that you kept the secret from me, right. and I'll say I was only doing it to protect you. You know why, Jerry? <laughs> you know why, Jerry? Please tell me why. Cause I liked it. No. <laughs> uh, this sounds accurate. It's not even a secret. That's the worst kept secret. Anyway, so that was uh, that was Supergirl was this cool. week. Sex, some strange. I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about this episode. Jerry, <laughs> Jerry what do you think? I don't know, man. I don't, I'm tuned out on this show right now with with Monel. You're asking for me to to review this show. I see. I don't great. Know. It's great because I can't. I don't. I don't even have a grade for this thing. Not this yeah, episode. See. It, I, it was a lot of eye roll moments. There was a lot of wow, this is really going to be a topic here. I did like Terry Hatcher, so I'm not going to give it give it a bad grade. And I liked it because she was awful, which probably isn't saying anything about the quality of this program. <laughs> and Kevin Smith was so awful. He was like he was like the Ned Flanders of intergalactic warriors or intergalactic rulers. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that dude. Yeah, he was. Come on, he didn't care. <laughs> he was gonna die anyway. He could have been like a puppy, and it would have been like you know a dragon and got killed. He was just completely oblivious. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Should have been wearing the Mister Rogers sweater. I felt like. <laughs> yeah, when he didn't know that she put the bounty on that on on Supergirl. That that was his end to him right there. That's your. I didn't know that. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know she was going to kill him until right at that, when they were both standing there right before she did it, like a few minutes before they're talking to each other. I'm just like, oh, man. Right. She's right. right yeah, she had there. that crazy look. She had that Daryl's ex look to her, you yeah, know? Yeah, she did. 
I saw it coming. I knew the knife was coming. I felt the knife in my side. Yeah, the <laughs> knife was in her eyes. Okay, well, I give it a, a C. It was average. The the yes. fight the fight yeah. scene was cool. I'm glad they finally used John in some interesting ways with his telepathy. That and, was the most skilled fighting John has ever has done in in I would say this entire season because last yeah. season he fought a little bit too. Right. But they showed his skills like his skill set like he was doing hand to hand combat. Right. He which was totally it. forgotten. Yeah. Uh, I like his his face acting. When he kind of does the, I got this face, he just kind of looks at everybody and like, I got this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? He's got that whole face acting to where he can kind of do by gestures and, and, and facial expressions. He, he doesn't really need a, any dialogue at, on this level. He just kind of, you know, like, y'all stand back, I got this, and never has to say a word. I kind of like that. Oh, I love it. I would love to see one episode of just John doing the superheroic stuff. Yeah. Okay. Just to give it a shot, because I know with when, when because of the ability of the Martian Manhunter, writers have a hard time uh, giving him a challenge because he has so many powers. I'd like to see uh, Martian Manhunter, Jesse Quick, Cisco, yes. Cisco and Win. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. I mean, like, like, gotta, like hanging out and doing something together. I don't care what. You know, they can go have lunch. Yeah. That's fine. That'd be that'd be a good one though. That was so, you know, what was so frustrating is the best, one of the best fighting scenes from The Flash was that two-minute fight that he had in the beginning of the singing episode last, last yeah, week. Yeah, that was my favorite part of the whole episode. I think I mentioned that. On the, and it and it also worked, and like, I, I just, it just worked. Like, it just had that, it just had that look to it. And it was like, they put all their concentration in that because it was just the two minutes. Like, it was like, we're going to make it the best fight scene we can make it and it's like i don't know why i guess we do know why because these seasons are just too long for them yeah guess. you know that's the complaint that they have so what are you guys giving it I, i'm with you on average c it's it's an average episode too many of the season for me for my taste yeah it's definitely slipped a little bit since the beginning mm -hmm. of the season it started out the second season super strong, I thought. It did. It totally it's did. It's kind of been slipping with CW in a sense. What do you think, Jer? I don't. I just don't. <laughs> you don't. She abstains. <laughs> okay. That's fine. It's that bad. Hard, hard pass. <laughs> Tell me more about you, Jim. Hard pass. <laughs> Well, um, you may have noticed since you may have noticed since nothing has been mansplained and there hasn't been a dick yeah. jokes in science since we started that Rich that Rich Sheldon isn't here tonight, but he did right. he, he did write his um, opinions down oh, for us real quick. Uh, is, are wrote, there dicks? Huh? Are there dicks in it? I don't know. I haven't read through them all. Well, oh. well let's find out together, shall we? Yeah. Um, yes, I'm ready. On this wonderful excursion. Uh, this is what he wrote for Supergirl Distant Sun. Uh, I was going to do this in the voice of Yosemite Sam, but I just can't do that right now. Uh, I like this episode. This was Kevin Smith's return to the director's chair of Supergirl. This was a better episode than recent offerings. Uh, Smith's little Easter eggs were cool, like the nod to yoga hosers on a sign and the Star Wars reference. Uh, Linda Carter coming back as president, only to discover she's a white Martian. 
Is she colluding with Cadmus and or Lillian Luthor to whip up anti-alien hysteria? Uh-huh. Uh, Terry Hatcher and Kevin, and Kevin Sorbos, Queen Rhea, and King Largand still trying to retrieve Monel and return to Daxum. Start a fight with Kara. The Fortress of Solitude fight was pretty cool. What fight? She hit him with, hit her with a glow stick. Um, it was fun to watch Kara go toe-to-toe with the Daxamite Queen. Uh, Sorbos, King Largand fell flat, in my opinion. Yeah. Don't you think? A little. <laughs> A little. Uh, both of Monel's parents were not the best characters. No. And it seems lame the way they did the king. Uh, John Jones was badass in his fight on the next of my chip. Monel makes his yes. choice, and I kind of wanted him to choose to go. I'm cool with the direction they're going, but as much as I like Monel and Supergirl together, I'm tired of all the CW-ness. B minus. Okay. He's not too no. far off from what we were thinking. No. Oh. No, I, at first I thought it was a glowing review, and he was, you know, the way he was wording everything. Maybe he, in his effort to, to to encapsulate his review, it, it sounded way more exciting than he was actually about the the finished yeah. product. Yeah, he didn't he didn't yeah, edit no, it. He didn't edit any dick jokes in that one. No, he didn't. You, well, he said he was pressed for time, though. Yes, that's true. He was in a hurry. He said. So. Oh, that's why. That I'm just gonna it. throw in. That the biggest penis award goes to the Daxamite Queen in this one. Uh, I think yeah. she had the the biggest song, in my yeah, opinion. She was. <laughs> her sheeness was way larger than anyone else. Well, her husband sure didn't have it. <laughs> no, I think his sheeness it was a sheeness, and hers was. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay. So, let's that's, move that's on my, to uh, let's move on to the Flash. Abracadabra is the name of this episode, oddly enough. Abracadabra, a criminal from the 64th century, comes to Central City, and he starts stealing from numerous tech companies, and he kills a couple of guards by drowning them in a uh, like a storage thing that happens to look like a booth from a you know, classic magic uh, trick or whatever. Right. Uh, he, I like the way he played it. He kind of played it like a Kind of like a David Blaine, but douchier, if that's uh, yeah, possible. It was, a, it was like a David Copperfield, Chris Angel, David Blaine amalgamate to me. He had yeah. equal parts douchiness from all those three guys, and I didn't realize David Copperfield was douchey until I got a little older and understood what douchey was. But he was douchey. Yeah, oh, he was totally. <laughs> you know, <what> I'm <laughs> uh, yeah, it took me a while to catch on to how I was like, oh, he's kind of a creeper, crap. <laughs> Douche is strong with that dude, man. He had that power. Yeah, he was no Doug Henning, people. No, <laughs> no, no, not at all. Doug Henning had the power of illusion. <laughs> and he had those ra- those rainbow pants he used to wear. And anyway, okay. Uh, Gypsy returns uh, in pursuit of Cadabra, uh, to, mm-hmm. and it turns out that Cadabra killed her partner. She's there to avenge her uh, partner. Yeah, I call bullshit though. Uh, on that. This is one of those CW moments where it was like, her partner got killed a while ago, right? Why would she act like that last time? Right. Like, it's 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 like, why do you have to keep making up stuff so that she would can't you? hook up with Cisco? Like, I don't get what the big deal is. I don't know. Um, Kadabra offers the team the identity of Savitar in exchange for his freedom. Uh, against Gypsy's wishes, a desperate Joe releases Kadabra, who escapes to Thawne's time vault after Gypsy fails to stop him and retrieves a power source. 
Uh, it also triggers an explosion that critically injures Caitlin. Mm-hmm. Um, that was rough. Yeah, I, I still have trouble with the whole, like, can't use her powers unless she's crazy killer frost thing, you know? I don't know about you, but if she heals when you take the necklace off, take I don't see what off. the big deal is just take it off really quickly and then put it right back on. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, you don't rip it off completely. Take okay. it off for a second. Put her under it and take it off. Or turn it off for a second yeah. and then turn it back on. Because they did put a, a switch on it. To turn it on and off, right? So you invent all this crazy stuff. Why can't you turn it on and then, or put her in the room and then activate it and then turn it back off? You know, like when she starts to act up, put her, put her in confined place. Like, why am I thinking of this? I'm not the writer. You should, they should tell this shit. If she's critically put injured. Her, they should just anesthetize her and take it off. Take her out right. of yeah, let it, take let it, it heal. off and then you know put I mean? her in that room. Yeah, yeah take her off science. and then put her in a room. You've got science on your side. There's no way with that many huge brains in the room, you somebody can't figure out something to get this, you know, figured out. There's there's no such thing as, you know, like no ways, you know, to no, power dampeners, you know, right? It, like it's not a big like it's she's not gonna turn that quickly that you can't just throw the power damper on something her. They can do. Something they can flip. do while they yeah, experiment. Exactly. It's just like nobody, you know, Julian was trying, but I don't know. There was an interesting bit, though, when uh, Cadaver was in the uh, pipeline or whatever, <laughs> and uh, he uh, he's telling him he knows who Savitar is, you know, it's all about Savitar and, you know, all his history and stuff. And he said something along the lines of, I know all of your greatest foes, uh, Thawn, Savitar, DeVos. Yes. And DeVos is the thinker. So ah. uh, people might think that might be a little look into who's the big bad next season. Mm-hmm. Might be a new version of the thinker. And they did say it wasn't a speedster next season. So Right, right. They did say that. Yeah. So it's Bill Blow. There you go. It's, it, it's, now you know. Yo, yo Rich Blow. <laughs> Just driving me out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> One move you did. <clears throat> anyway, okay. Uh, <clears throat> Caitlin refuses to, <laughs> to take off the necklace that suppresses her powers, as we mentioned. Right. Uh, even though doing so could save her life. Uh, she says she'd rather die. Well, she wants Caitlin. Uh, Caitlin wants Julian to perform surgery on her with her guidance instead. Uh, which I didn't understand because Julian's not a doctor, really, per se. Is he's a he ain't a doctor at all. He's definitely not a surgeon at all. He, no, not even a he's veterinarian. A fake ass Indiana Jones. He's, he's a, a fake ass. He's Indiana. not even a veterinarian. <laughs> no, <laughs> he just got them stupid hats. I guess. Cadabra uh, attempts to return to his own time. By using the stolen tech to build his own time machine, but yeah. the, but the team foils him with Gypsy's help, and uh, that's when Barry decides that the only way to save Iris's life is by traveling back to the future. Ha <laughs> ha! See what I did there? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, later, a still recovering Caitlin loses consciousness and begins convulsing, but her before her vital signs flatline. Uh, a distraught Julian rips the necklace from her neck, and her vital signs mm-hmm. return to normal, and her injuries heal rapidly. She awakens, but in the guise of Killer Frost, 
before vanishing in a cloud of ice. Right. Now, next week's episode, Once in Future Flash, uh, I saw a preview of it. I don't want to spoil too much, but Emo Barry and uh, mm-hmm. Tom Cavanaugh directed it. So I think that's why HR wasn't on this episode very much. Oh, I just thought he was being creepy, creepy. Creepy background. And he came out like he, he threw some girl out there. So that makes me more suspicious, man. Like when he did that, when he threw out that he was seeing some, and he was like, oh, oh yeah, in the positions we got in, mm. he knew that they would tell him to stop. Right? I don't mm. think, I think he's lying. It's a, I think he's lying. Completely. You think he's Savitar? He's either Savitar or has something to do with what's going on. But he's not telling the truth. He disappeared for a reason. I don't trust it. I do not trust him now. Like yeah. it, too many, there's too many coincidences where he's not there or he's pushing. Now look at Wally. Wally is freaking broken. Yep. Like he's just jumping at shadows right now. Like he is so. HR was the one who built him up to begin with. You think he would be there right. for him? You know. He even had him go out again. He even convinced him to go out again. Like, he almost knew he would get beat again, and that would make it even worse. So now he's weakened. It's all, it's only Barry now, because he's pretty much kind of broken. But I got to say, though, I did love, the parts I did love most Mm -hmm. about this episode was watching him fight a non-speedster. Yeah. Villain. When he jumped through the, when he was running up the, the buildings and stuff. I had a blast watching that. Like I, that really, it made me, it made me think of of the first season again because you didn't have an overall long story arc right. yet because we didn't know that it was evil. This so it just, well, go ahead. No, no, please finish your thought. I'm sorry. Well, it, it, it reminds me of the first season where we didn't know that there was this long story, so it was just Barry fighting crime. Like I, I miss that. I like I really like watching it. Made me really, really miss. That, you know, the times in the first season where we didn't have to, everything wasn't about this long ass, you know, right. villain. And it was just about him getting his powers and learning and, and fighting crime and saving the city. This, Miss ep- it. this episode reminds me of what they call a one and done in the comic mm-hmm. business. You know, a good yeah. single issue, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, self-contained story. And this was like a good one and done episode or a one good, good one and done comic for me. Oh. And and agree, I'm 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 getting I I mean we've had speedster fatigue for a while, so mm-hmm. seeing a different you know kind of villain is always always a welcome. Uh, so I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. I think I give it a B. You know, it wasn't like a. Uh, I, I kind of I mean we're we've talked at length about our problems with their, their uh, Caitlin and the way they mm-hmm. handle her character. I mean I don't want to go Definitely. over that. I don't want to beat a dead horse there, but I mean this just keeps extending those same problems. You know, she doesn't. Right. Uh, Save herself. She doesn't defend her. You know, she doesn't define herself. She's defined by the people around her and stuff. And I, it's just, I don't know. It, sure. it bothers me. Yeah. So it, since that bothers me, I'll give it a B for bothered. <laughs> yeah, it's in that B zone for me too. It would have been an, if they didn't have the Caitlyn crap. Yeah. It would have been an A because I really like watching uh, them deal with with that villain, but. They did that villain right, and that's not the greatest villain. I mean, it's not even no. like the greatest. Kind of a real villain. It was like, I, yeah, he's even a hokey by Silver Age standards, you know. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! But I like how they did him. They did a good job with that villain. 
uh, you know, I just wish they do more villains as opposed to uh, same shit. It's a B for me. I like the villain, but I just didn't understand what they were really trying to do with Gypsy. I didn't think it was she had enough to really she was kind of chewing the scenery, you know. Yeah. I was like, oh, I mean, and then I thought, well, maybe Cisco will get a pop at. No, nope. you know, <laughs> just. It was like they wasted. You have good female characters. Like she could yeah, be. Why do. is the big deal that why can't she just be a reoccurring yeah. character that on her days off she wants yeah. to hang out with Cisco a little bit. Something. Get yeah, to know. Yeah, there's no reason for her to be there. It, it, she just didn't do anything that great. I there think. was no reason. Like, they made up this whole thing of she, her partner, gets killed. Yeah. It's like, you just, no. it just was such a, it was just such a, uh, it was such a CW thing that it totally was unbelievable when, yeah. she, when she did That's that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was just so contrived and dropped in and, uh yeah, I just wasn't buying it. I wasn't feeling it. I just didn't understand. It was, I was kind of rolling my eyes at like. I don't get the motivation. Was, like, you flirted yeah. with yeah, Cisco. Something. You flirted something. with. Right? He's responding yeah. to your flirts. Now you don't want to. You, you, you respond with, I can't. But then when he walks away and's like, I'm going to back off then if this is what you're telling me, you go, no, 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 don't, don't, don't back off. So I like what are you saying? Like I don't understand. I don't understand what what's the message here. I don't get where with what, what, what's going on. That women like, can give mixed different. signals sometimes. Well, that I do know, but I didn't. <laughs> want to say but I mean, for the purposes of the show, I mean, why would you do that for the show? Like they they do the confusing signals all the time. Yeah. In real life, it's a different story. But I mean, on the on this show, for the purpose of this show. Gypsy is a good character. Use her. Like she doesn't have. If yeah. you're not gonna hook up with Cisco, fine. Don't hook up with Cisco, but use her. Write her. Give her a personality. She doesn't. Um, Gypsy is not the Terminator. She doesn't need to be the Terminator. Where right. she's just going in and just taking people down. I don't like. I I don't know, man. I don't I don't want to be that asshole, you know, with Berlenti and stuff, and and be that troll or whatever, but I do I think I have a valid complaint where and which surprises me because they say all the right things about how they want to treat female characters and how they want to write women, right? They say all the right things and gay characters and people of color and all that kind of stuff but in execution, I don't know man they seem to put these it seemed to put these women in, in, in certain categories that are not always favorable I thought we could do better than that. I think they put all the decent female characters on Supergirl, and then the rest are kind of tropes. <laughs> yeah, of it's yeah. like, what's up with that? Like, I don't. Why are they doing that? Yeah, they need help. Somebody needs to help them. Because black, I, I think about it now, and it's like Black Canary, the new one we have, the new Canary. Uh-huh. She don't call herself that, but whatever. We know that's who she is. What was her deal? Revenge because her boyfriend got killed, right? Right. She was the Terminator then. That's all she wanted. Revenge because her boyfriend got killed. Now she got the revenge. Now she's just back up. Like there was a good, there was a, a kind of a cool scene of her and Diggle talking when Diggle was going all, you know, I'm just beating people up because it was fun. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. But they had a nice little moment of talking about, you know what, you need to get a place. You need to, you need to live again. You need to start going out and living again. I kind of thought that they were going to develop a little friendship with them, you know, and that gives her something to do. And they, you know, like they could talk about that stuff because they both have similar backgrounds about, you know, dealing with loss and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I. Like they had something going, and I think they had chemistry where they could be cool, cool bros, right, hanging out. Yeah. And then they just stop it, and now she's just security now again. Right. She, she's just back to being security. It's well, like then, Hall, I can hear Hall so many times. Like you gave Wild Dog, you giving Wild Dog more time than you are her. We yeah, know but Wild Dog. To be thing. fair, they've been really focusing on Oliver the past few episodes. I get it, but I mean, it's like, we, how many times can you give Wild Dog the? Because he's had quite a few episodes of uh, trying to, you know, like get him to not be so aggressive with his own teammates, you know, kind of loosen it up a little bit. With Mr. Terrific, we got that already. Well, give us a little more of that with with her too. Like, give her something to do besides kicking ass, which I like when she kicks ass. Right, and, and but that's my major complaint. But it was a big complaint for me. I mean, yeah. bring this chick on. Let's do something effective with her. So, if no. you're not gonna do, like, if you're not gonna develop her, don't bring her on the team yet. Then wait till next season yeah. to bring her on the team. Right. Uh, did you did you have a letter grade, Jerry? Or yeah, I said B for the okay. same. Yeah, for the same reason, it can't cool. be any better than that. So. Yeah, we all beat it. Uh, Chub Toad wrote in, uh, this episode was okay, I guess. Sure wasn't as magical as the title suggests. Oh, look how clever he's trying to be. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Our little man's trying to be clever. Oh, oh man. The cadaver character seemed like he could have been handled better. If written well, he could have been a big bad for half a season or something, but they wasted him on this boring episode. This episode did okay to keep servicing the season, but did not add to the momentum much. The let's fix the future by screwing around with events is starting to wear me down. Uh, this episode, with it's almost giving us who Savitar is, was too much tease. I think maybe Joe West dies at the end of the season. You shut your mouth, Chub Toad. Yeah, don't don't you say that. If don't Joe, you say that. Joe dies, we riot, okay? You damn right we will. Damn, nobody's killing Joe. Joe ain't going nowhere, dude. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh, points out that Joe is, quote, willing to do anything, unquote, to save Iris. I think he sacrifices himself somehow to save her and fulfilling the one-will-die part of the future by taking her place. And, of course, Killer Frost is back in a cheap couple of minutes to end the episode and give us an unnecessary cliffhanger. Not a bad episode on the surface, but just did not do much for me. Cadaver could have been so much more. I guess he's not a speedster. So the flash writers have no real use for him. Uh, mm. Grade C. Oh, I kick, I kick somebody ass. They killed Joe. We killed Joe. We're done. We're done. I'm shutting down the podcast. Joe. We shut the podcast down, man. It's done. Because Joe is a grown ass man. <laughs> Joe's is, he, he took his boy in out of the goodness of his heart. He didn't have to do that, you know. That's right. I need more grown ass men on, on the CW. A little less bros and more grown-ass men. Here, here. That sounds good to me. Okay, let's move on to Doom World. My favorite episode of Legends so far this year, I think. Yeah, they're still the worst super team ever, but... Yeah. Yes. Totally. This was a good episode. This was a fun episode because of the reality. That's fun. 
Sorry. Don't you cry. No, I know what happened. Gotta get it together. Don't you cry. I gotta get it together, man. I was thinking about Joe dying. I can't do that, man. Don't you do it, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. You have to slap me through the internet. (laughs) Okay. Uh, in the new reality created by the Legion of Doom, Eobard Thawne is now the super genius CEO of Star Labs and has captured Black Flash. Okay, let me tell you something. When they showed Black Flash in that little booth or whatever, like slamming mm-hmm. on the thing, he's going to come into play later. Like the whole, you know he is. the whole thing is going to be them opening that door somehow. You know what I mean? And he'll be erased. Because he's a, he's an after image, right? Or didn't they say he was an after image? He, he's not even supposed to exist. Yeah, he'll be done. He's done after the next the next episode. He's done. That's how they're gonna get rid of him. Uh, Damian Dark is the mayor of Star City. Sure. Uh, Malcolm Merlin's family is alive, and Snart and Rory control Central City as Captain Cold and Heatwave. Mm-hmm. But they all still answer to Thawne as their superior. Because of that deal they made. Right, because the deal they made when he restructured reality. Yeah. Uh, um, Ray, uh, Ray, uh, Usher, Gray, and Ray all work for Star Labs for Thawne. Right. Uh, Sarah and Amaya are enforcers for Dark. Ooh, and, I uh, could write some fanfic on that, boy. Yeah, those Ooh. outfits too, dude. They were looking pretty sharp. <laughs> I could, you know what? The hell with the legends. I, I just want a season of them two. Yeah, legends of, of your pants. Oh, legends of your pants. Oh no! Don't <laughs> <laughs> you mansplain me? I did. I'm just saying that would be the legends of your pants. And uh, Nate is a conspiracy theorist with a really bad haircut. Uh, and he's still the same bro, but he just had the bad haircut. Oh man, totally. Uh, Rip, being the only member of the legends who is aware of the changes in reality, has g- totally given up. And is baking pastries aboard the Wave Rider. Wow. Now, I did not understand this at all. Why didn't he try uh, to figure something out to repower the... You know what I mean? I mean, he's just going to sit there and bake cakes for a year. He is worthless, God, man. just kill him. Just kill him. Either have him be evil or kill him. I hate him. I don't know why they brought him back. I, I, I was trying to figure it out myself. I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I haven't hated a character this much since Laurie Grimes. Oh, man. From The Walking Dead. Oh. He just annoys me. I'm like, why the hell is he baking cakes? Is this cake boss? What is going on? And biscuits. Yes, and crumpets. And, like, drinking a lot. For, like, what, a year, they said? Yeah. We find out at the end of the episode, like, he's miniaturized. Right. And it looks like a model on the show, on um, on Thon's uh, desk. Jerry... I have a question. You're okay. Wondering. I'm ready. I'm ready. I am. Don't you? Do you love it when a dude that you dated yells out loud that you had sex with him and you liked it? He told you you liked it. Well, that never happens because my bitches, even my ex bitches, don't get out of pocket like that with me. Okay. I just thought that what? that's how it goes because that they what? wrote it in the show. I mean, oh, I thought you know, that's how it, it goes. Literally, it was by far the most awkward piece of dialogue, even by CW. Like, what was that for? Like, the I funny, don't even know what the purpose of that. The funny part for me was I, that, that she didn't remember. That's no. even even worse. You know, no. I mean, that's never good if you have sex with somebody they don't remember. She didn't snap out of that 
at all. It was do like the six, hmm? like wasn't that pretty much common? Like in the sixties, it was the sixties. You kind of need a pass, right? Yeah, I don't know, man. I was born in that's how they did. They were horrible though. But yeah, lots of yeah. drugs though. They were, they were great. Lots of drugs though. No, that, that was it was awkward. Yeah, oh. for for anybody of any gender, nobody should ever just yell that out. And yeah, so he deserved what he got. In that yes. I, I was like, why the hell would you do something? Why? Who wrote that? And you liked it. Maybe that was his claim to fame in his little feeble mind. Maybe, <laughs> hey, man. Look, look at him and look at her and think that it wouldn't be a claim to fame in his mind. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't be a highlight on the highlight reel of his life? Come on, man. So basically, he's been waiting his whole life to scream that, to tell anybody who would listen. And when he finally got the chance, it just burst out of him. I had sex with a lady, a real live lady. And she was she was a female, like like yeah. not even post stop. She was a real female, like right. from, from birth. No, and I'm not pre not pre op. And I'm telling you, she liked it. I'm telling you. Yes, of course you would. Nobody else is gonna. Allow me to mansplain to you how much you liked it. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was just a, he should have wore a mansplaining t shirt when he yelled that out. Like, don't you understand that you liked it? Look, uh, Mick is unsatisfied with his easy life of crime. He takes Nate uh, to reassemble the legends. Uh, Ray is like a, a cellar dweller uh, janitor, but he's invented this reality gun that can restore their memories. Mm-hmm. And as everybody gets their memories restored, there's a running joke that they all punch Mick in the face. Ha ha. Ha ha. That was a That was funny. Stein is abused by uh, Jax in this reality, and he breaks the oh. gun because he thinks Jax is trying to hurt him. Uh, oh, oh, so... my favorite part, though, is all you had to do is just shoot him, and his memory comes back. Right. Why would you take the gun out, hold it up, stop to talk to him, mm-hmm. and give him enough time to knock it out of your hand? I've never seen that. I've never seen every time Jax holds a gun, he either gets told to put it down or it gets yeah. knocked out of his hand. Yeah, because he has to have a conversation about it. Right. This wasn't even a gun to kill anybody. This no. all it was was a gun to give him back his memory. You just had to take the gun out, press it, boom, done. You, you didn't have to wire. You didn't have to like. You didn't have to see it. You could have done it from no. behind. You know, could have did it from behind. No, he didn't do that. Here, I'm going to have a conversation with you first and let you knock it yeah. out of my hand. Yes. Uh, the Legends resolved to get the spear back from Thawne because he's about to use it uh, a nuclear incinerator that Stein uh, built uh, that's powerful enough to destroy the spear and re- cement the new reality so they wouldn't be able to change things back. Um, Dark, Merlin, and Snart form an alliance against Thawne because they want the spear for, spear for themselves. They don't like being under Thawne's thumb. Uh, in a fight to retrieve the spear, Amaya, who attempts to restore the reality back to where it was, uh, gets killed by Snart halfway through the spell. And I like that. Yeah, because you. I, yeah, I like that special effect, the way it shattered, yeah. so that was cool. Yeah, because you. That's what I do when someone has the mighty thing that they fought all this time to get, and you just watch and let other people that still that are still armed shoot your teammate. See, the thing I liked about it was she was in the middle of it, and you thought everything was going to go back to normal, and she's yeah, in the middle of the yeah. spell, and then Snart is just like, nope, shutting that down. I thought that kind of was a trope buster, so I, I gave it credit for that. You know, It was a trope buster because, what idiot, because he would have been dumb to not do that. Yeah. Because you left it wide open. You 
like he had the gun. Exactly. Snort's not an idiot. Snort's just going to stand there and let it happen. Yeah. I like the part where he told uh, <laughs> when they were going to do the. Um, they were all in the room, and and which McCall had her memories. It's gotten her memory back. Um, White Canary got her memory Sarah. back. Yeah. Sarah, and she he's about to uh, villain explain his master plan, and Snark said, "Don't do it. Just kill him." Yep. And he wouldn't listen. Well, that's what Merlin says at the beginning of the episode. He's like, why are you yeah. toying with him? Just kill him. Just take him out. Just kill him. Killed him from the beginning. And you left him alive. Why did you leave him alive? And Thawne is just did. toying with him and yeah. bites him in the ass. Um, totally did. Thawne destroys the spear. Now they're trapped in the alternate reality forever without their powers. Yep. Uh, the legends make a risky plan to stop the Legion from ever getting the spear in the first place by traveling back to 1916 and preventing the spear from being taken. Uh, Elsewhere, we this is where we find out the very end of the episode, Rip and the Wave Rider are revealed to be miniaturized on Thawne's desk. Okay. Why didn't they just do that to begin with? Because time travel? I don't know. You could make that same noise like about 50 times. It was... <laughs> yeah. 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 Please, somebody tell the writers, the, the creators, the producers, anybody that will listen that this... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Just, yeah, time travel. I don't know how to make it stop. I don't I don't know how to make them stop. We can't. We just can't. I give this episode a straight-up B. And I, I'll tell you why. I love the Doom World part of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Like Dark's, yeah. Dark, right. Dark's version of Oliver's office with, like, the trophies of all the dead... Uh, heroes masks there, you know. That what was I mean? cool. That's um, cool. seeing that, seeing you yeah, Felicity in her little like uh, superhero uniform at the beginning of the episode, fighting against mm-hmm. Amaya and Sarah. That was cool. Yeah, the like whole that. part with Thawne where he comes in, and he tells Thawne, you know, you're the genius. You you solve this. You saw you know, all these the things that Thawne, and, you know, and he, it just really shows how like uh, like overinflated and tender his ego is. You know what I mean? They need oh, to yeah. feed it with all that. Like, all these little touches in that episode, uh, I really enjoyed a lot of, you know, the Doom world, the alternate reality. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I give it a B. The, the, it would have been A if it wasn't for, you know, broisms and the, you know, you had sex with me and you liked it. You know, that dropped in a whole letter grade right there. So. You know? I, I did like when uh, Thawne had tried to tell them, like, I'm trying to prevent you dudes. You're going to mess this up. Like, we, we won, villains. You're going to do your villain thing and mess this up. Like, let me destroy the the spear right now. And uh, like that is the, that is a good that is a comic booky thing too. When a villain is like, I'm telling you now, we are going to lose if we keep doing this. Just accept that we won and stop trying to use the spear over and over again. Right. Yes. But, but villains are villains, and they have to do it. They just have right. to do it. But, but Dark and Merlin have a point, too. You know, Thawne is, like, being stupid by leaving the legends alive. You know, sure. even, even, totally. in their, even you know, in their but, state yeah, like, that they have them or whatever, why would you leave them there? Why would you even leave that possibility in your perfect reality of it getting... They're all dumb. They're all villains. Or they're all... They all have their quirks, like... His ego, he has to leave him alive for his ego to make them suffer. 
Like the other ones, they have to use it again because they want to change little. They want to keep doing things to change little things because they're not. They're still not happy. Even with everything they have, they're still not happy. I and love. They want to make changes. I also love the way they made Star Labs look like the old Legion of Doom. That uh, great. Dome. That was awesome too. That was so, great. Yeah. Those little things, those little reasons, made it probably my favorite episode of Legends in a, in a while. So I give it a straight up B. Yeah, best episode of the season, I think. In my opinion. So it gets a B. Okay. C, but here's my, my, here's my glowing recommendation. Mm-hmm. When I first started watching it and they completely like hijacked the, the beginning credits, like they, you know, when mm-hmm. they, it's usually saying, okay, you know, this is dumb and we say this every week and this is how we came together because we're the legends because we're afraid you'll forget every week. They completely took that. I mean, Damien Dark was like, and he did it in, in, in like a super authoritative voice with the, oh, with the yeah. official music and like, yeah. we are a group. And, you know, like now we have the spear of destiny. And I was like, holy crap, this is kind of genius. I'm going to like this. So before, like after that, no, but before that, I was very, very hopeful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's glowing, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. For you, for this show. Yes. <laughs> that's as much positive energy as I, I mean, I smiled. Oh my Listen, God. Everything is relative. So, you know, yeah. relative, yeah. you relative to this show, that is a glowing review. Seriously, what did, what did the chub have to say? Well, he did say, this is better than most episodes of the season since Mick betrayed the team. The Legion of Doom has remade reality using Spirit of Destiny. Or I guess I should say Thawne remade reality. The changes in the characters that happened was kind of funny, kind of weird too. Made the episode better watching them be controlled by the Doometeers. Uh, Jackson ordering Stein around was hilarious. Seems that Ray has created a Ray gun, pun intended. Ha 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 ha. That unscrambles the brains of the new, of the, those new reality run over. Uh, everyone punching Mick when they came to their senses was funny. Meh. Uh, I really like the good, internal good versus bad struggle going on in Mick's head. Most butt-clenching moment was when Captain Cold killed Amaya. I'm guessing they will bring her back when they get the spear again and fix reality. You think? Of course. Uh, all in all, this is a good Legends episode. Still has a lot to be desired. But this week wasn't terrible, like so many episodes were this season. I hope they seriously retool this show for next season. Grade of B+. Plus. Okay. Oh, I yeah. like seeing Gothy smoke. That's that's my favorite smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the fact that I get the car gothy smoke, it's like you know, gothy smurf. That was a cool little outfit she had too. It's like a huntress nice. thing. Yeah, I was, was like, oh, it's gonna be cute. oh, she gone. <laughs> yeah, she need to work on her landings though when she jumps. Okay. Yeah, a little bit. She kind of broke something there, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to yeah, do well, that. Yeah, fashion, right. there's sacrifices that need to be made when you're dressed that nicely. So yeah, that's true. That's a hot costume. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. I was like, ooh, okay. That was a good design. That is sad that they'll never use that again, but that's one of the best designs. So it's better than the White Canary's design. I really liked it. I really liked it. It, She she really, like, rocked it, too. I felt that. Yeah, she should, yeah. Bring that one back. Go back in time. It'd be kind of cool if this this new group of uh, hackers she's with in Arrow, like, Mm -hmm. were to inspire her to do that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? She could wear that again. I don't know. She might, because you know something has to come with those hackers, man. Yeah, yeah, Helix is a good call. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah. Hey, if it's up to me and Daryl, that costume will be a thing. I'm telling you, that was a good design <laughs> costume. It really worked. Yeah, it was cool. It really worked. I, w- I would get, I would make one for Sarah. I would I would different colors, but I would make yeah. one for Sarah. You know, we'll see, uh, not even I thought the Huntress at first, or maybe the spoiler, because mm-hmm. the spoiler had that kind of purple and black thing sure going did. on it too. Sure it did. So kind of cool. Would good do shout it. out. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to Arrow then, since we're talking let's about Fel- Felicity Smoke. Uh, episode 18, Disbanded. Uh, <laughs> you are always Bratva. Um, Ch- with Chase having broken him, Oliver disbands Team Arrow and calls in the Bratva to kill Chase. Yeah, that'll work out. That didn't make any sense to me. No. It's like, I'm gonna quit being Green Arrow, but I'm gonna commit murder immediately. Like, I'm gonna help you get drugs that you could you could steal and then sell. Right, but it's like he just the reason he's quitting being Arrow is because he likes killing. Right. Like the first thing he's doing after he breaks down Team Team Arrow is to have somebody killed. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I, the center that was the center of a lot of this, and it bothered me. Well, um, they wanted to impl- and they wanted to imply because Chase wouldn't let it go that he still kept effing with him that that. That's why he did it. I think that's why. Remember at first he was like, you know what? It's over. It's done. You know, like he's, he's finished with right. us. There's no reason to do it. And then he comes in the office and asks with him again. And then I guess that's supposed to imply he would have, he, he's going to keep doing stuff. I wish he had just, I wish they had done more of this disbanded thing. I mean, they, he, yeah. he's like, dis, they're disbanded for like 20 minutes. You know, it seems because like they've it, done it too many times. Yeah. Like it, it's, they could have really like done it, like really done, like had him like quit. Literally until like the season finale or something. Yeah. It hurt. I think it hurt them because they've already done this twice. Yeah. Or, season three, I remember they did it. They did it with uh, when he fought Raza Ghul. He was gone for a while. Oh right, but he, he didn't quit. quit. But he was just. But he, he was gone. Like he was, he they was, thought he was dead. Yeah. Right, and then he quit the other time after that when he at the end where he thought he'd done too much and everybody, you know, it's like. Okay. It's the same way that the Flash needs to stop fighting species next season. Arrow, Green Arrow needs to stop giving up. Nobody likes to quit. He seems Oliver. to do it. He seems to quit. Like, <laughs> it's either he does it mid-season or he does it at the finale, like one or the other. Uh, Diggle gives. I, some, I'm oh, so I'm tired of him quitting. I'm so yes. tired of him quitting. I am too. Every, I don't know. I can't like watch an episode without him quitting. Now it's. Right. Except who you are, it'd be, I thought he did though. Even when they all left and he was, he stayed. I was like, okay, now you accept who you are. You, you do your thing. You kill bad guys, yeah. right? And you, and you fight. Shit happens. Uh, Diggle gives his first of several inspirational speeches this episode to try to talk Oliver out of it, <laughs> reminding oh, him man. that there are better ways of doing things. Yeah. Right. Uh, he does. He does break out a lot of inspirational speech with this. He needed. You know what? He needed Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> now, Oliver. Exactly. Got, I got busy has... shooting arrows. I got busy dying. <laughs> he, has, he has two voices. He has the whispery, intense voice, right? Or the or the confrontational, yelling voice. That's it. Yeah. That's all he. That's what he mm-hmm. has in his arsenal. Just those two. That's it. That's true. That's our dig. <laughs> Uh, Felicity goes to the hacker group Helix 
And Helix seems like a bar. Yes. It seems like, it seems like a coffee shop, you know, like a cyber, the kind of place that they would, like if you're watching TV in the 90s, they wanted to show like a cyber cafe. That's what kind of reminds me of the show. Um, yeah. They managed to find pixelated footage of Chase taking off his Prometheus mask. Uh, so they have to like decode it somehow. It involves Mr. Terrific getting his butt kicked by Chase, but actually groping him and getting a little doodad that scrambles his face. And uh, I like he gets he even gets decoded. beat up as a decoy, even for his own. Disc. But it, but it's, it's finally different. it's finally useful. Yeah, him getting beat up is finally useful to the team. How about that? What was useful before when he threw his body into the legs of stuff so that people could get arrested as they beat him? <laughs> right. I thought that was the plan. I thought that. Basically, what they do. Um, Oliver allows the Broadfoot to steal diabetes medicine before they're God shot. damn it, you know I was mad. My diabetes. We're <laughs> 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 gonna take my feet now. Um, God damn it. <laughs> they're stopped, they're it. stopped by the rest of Team Arrow. Like, so, yeah. uh, Diggle eventually tells Oliver they can fix him with another of his inspirational speeches mm-hmm. uh, if he asks for help. All you gotta do is ask for help, Oliver. I'm your brother. I'm not just your brother. friend. So listen to me. You can do this. You can come back from this. That's right. Uh, Oliver rejoins Team Arrow after you know disbanding 20 minutes before. <laughs> uh, I like the scene though when he when when they went to stop him the first time they were stealing the drugs. They didn't know it was the Braskova, but they yeah. went to still went to stop him and. He went and got it. They didn't even have their costumes, but they don't even have access to the cave. Still, I want to know who is doing that dude's hair. Yep. He still his braided hair was his hair. Really good this week. His his hair yeah. was like even better than usual. It was tighter to his skull. I noticed. It was. It was braided. Well, it was braided. No, no, no. It was braided twice. Yes. It was braided when they went up against the Bratha, and then we saw it normal yeah. again. And then yes. we saw it braided again when they go up against Chase and he, like, zaps his little doodad. Barry is getting better at doing his hair. Barry is getting damn better. It's the B-spheres. It's the, t- it's the B-spheres. It's the braiding spheres. You uh, sure it's not Barry? <laughs> the T-activator spheres. Ah, I get it. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it was Barry, and now that Wally got his powers, <laughs> Wally's been doing it, and Wally just does a better job than Barry. Who Flash went and like speed learned to braid from so that he could now speed braid. Right. That's because you have to learn first. It's I mean, I know. Yeah, but he came from Joe's family, and we got black people, and Joe Joe's black, right. so of so, course. So when they went to the cousins, when they went to the family, yeah. and Tim and I when, were both playing double dutch and braiding each other at the hands. barbecue. Right at the barbecue, <laughs> learned how to do it. That's right. All, all he had to do was watch it once, and he remembers because of the speed. I thought you were going to tell me he had, to, he had to climb to the top of a very tall mountain, and then when he got there, he found a basement barber shop. <laughs> oh, an iPod that will work for 30 years like an Iron Fist. Right. There you go. Because <laughs> that happens. Or the, well, hey, what about the, what about the, what, hey, what about the Walkman in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, yeah. Oh, the batteries okay. in that no, Walkman no, lasted walk- 40 years, dude. They don't break. Walkman, I will buy, but those headphones broke apart if you looked at them. Those yeah, tiny little right. foam-covered crappy pe- – oh, my gosh. Or, 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 no, even or, or remember when you, like, 
they would only play in either one headphone or the other, and you had to like finagle with the cord and the yeah. thing to get uh, to yeah. play in both. Yeah, yeah, and it would be like it'd be like crackling sound in one. You couldn't yes. hear anything. Yeah, crackling sound. Yeah, and like, and it always happens when you when you get into school. It always happened to me. It always happened when I get somewhere where I can't go get more headphones. Right. Like you're stuck. So I got half a headphone. You're you go on your lunch break over to the Magic Mart or exactly. down to Walgreens and spend your lunch money on some three dollars cheap ass Grand Prix uh, Walkman headphones. God <laughs> damn, the cheap ass ones too, man. And then they break. Yeah. You gotta do it again in about a month. Anyway. God. Oh, oh the Walkman. It saved me through the eighties, though, man. Oh, it did. So I lived in Texas for a while when I was a kid in the 80s, so not having a Walkman, I, I don't think I would have survived. Oh, man. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, Felicity, oh, um, Oliver joins, uh, rejoins Team Arrow, and they take out the Broadfoot, and they save hostages that Anatoly had taken his leverage. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Felicity and Curtis managed to decode Chase's device, and they reveal Chase as Prometheus to the police. By putting it up on YouTube, they say. Yeah, they're going to do everything and, and also put it on YouTube. You know what? They should, have though, put it, they should have put it on Kara's blog. And everybody would have seen it. <laughs> well, if they put it on Kara's blog, I mean, even other multiple verses, other Earths would have saw it. Yeah, other, that's how it works. Yeah, other planets, they would have seen that shit on Daxum. Yeah, that's right. Everybody reads that blog. Uh, Oliver Foons is not ready to put the hood back on yet, but with his team... It will be sooner rather than later. Um, when when the security when the guards are t- try to arrest uh, Chase, Chase kills the FBI guards and Ooh, leaves. That was his, brutal. Yeah, it was. It leaves his safe house, uh, drives off into the night towards Star City, singing. Yes, singing. Uh, in flashbacks, Oliver re- plans to return to Leanne Yu. So Anatoly plans one last heist to help some sick children to convince Oliver to stay, but Oliver decides to still return to land you so he can stage his dramatic return to Starling City. Yeah. So that officially should end the flashbacks, right? Because it's him going back to Starling City, which is at the beginning of the first episode. Sure it won't. I mean, in theory, it should, though, right? Yeah, it should, but sure it won't. You know it won't. I can dream, Daryl. I know dream. you can. Don't take my dreams away from me, man. Don't take my. I know, but you know they're gonna do another flashback. I don't know what the hell they're gonna show, but I have a feeling it's gonna be something we're not gonna give a shit about. The Oliver's a Cub Scout, learning archery. Uh huh. Oh man, try as old Cub Scout leader as a serial killer. Or something. Oh, or Talia teaches uh, Oliver one last thing: how oh, to braid hair. How to braid hair? Ah. Yeah. Ah, and mystery we, and we finally know the mystery of what of uh, what's happening. Oh, I give this episode like a C. It was kind of again very average. It gets the C. It, it does get a C because there were like there was just too many parts. Like it just it just felt like this was just a, a episode to stall till we get to Oliver coming back as Green Arrow again. Like they just wanted to give him just this, you know. New new costume. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go see mine. And there was just nothing for me to focus or cling and say, hey, at least that part was cool. Like, I wanted to like 
part where they're just all chilling at the the never so secret layers they have where they're like oh now that you know the gang's changed who's the new dig and you know that that cute little back and forth with you know the new dig and 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 rabbit dog or whatever that that should have been cuter than it was and i was still like this is so contrived buddy moment (laughs) it sure was you know, I was like, oh, God, oh, look, they're trying to do the, oh, we're, we have some downtime. Let's make some cracks. Let's be bros. No. And the, no. the one character I was most interested in of this group, they got rid of, Ragman. Yeah, like, man. Uh, of, their, of, their, of his, like, little ensemble group here of this, like, yeah, team, yeah, new Team Arrow. I liked Ragman the best. I thought he was interesting and had a good backstory and had, you know, mm-hmm. stuff going on. And yeah. they got rid of him. So. I don't know. Uh, the toad, the toad of Chub says, or it should be the Chub of Toad. No, the Toad of Chub. I stick with my original. Yes. Yeah, uh, are, are you doing a takeoff of the Ray of Palms here? Is he Sir Chub of Toad? Sure. Or Sir Toad of Chub. <laughs> I, 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 Toad of Chub. I think yes. it's the Toad of Chub, like the Book of Face. I like it. <laughs> uh, after the events of last week, Oliver is broken, beaten, and scarred. Uh, he still wants to take Prometheus down. But he wants the team disbanded, and he wants to keep us in a fog of wondering where he goes from here. Uh, even though the team knows Ollie is trying to keep him safe and not have more dark events happen around him, the team decides to go kick butt anyway. Of course they do, because they are a team never listened to our leader, and we thank them for it. Right. Uh, I enjoyed the bringing together of the season's flashbacks full circle with Anatoly and the Bradford showing up. He wants them to take out Prometheus, but it'll cost him letting more crime in the city. With Chase under witness protection after the Bradford Team Arrow failure to get at him, it would be difficult to get at him. However, with Felicity doing her unquestionably not that moral thing with Helix, she's able to unscramble footage of Chase's Prometheus. Yes, we had all this in the recap, Chuck. Chuck. Yes, we yes. uh, Now Chase is on the loose. After killing the guards protecting him, this episode was good. I liked most of what happened. It really sets up for the end of the, se- the, end of the season. The next few episodes will hopefully be action-packed and fun. Overall, decent episode, grade B. And since I'm not watching Powerless anymore, are you guys? I am caught up on Powerless. I'm still watching it. Don't ask me why. I don't know. I I didn't watch it this week. I do plan on watching. I just have not. uh, Chubb wrote a review of that, too. The characters are starting to have camaraderie. The dialogue is getting better. Emily's struggle for a bond with Jackie was kind of fun to watch. Teddy and Ron having fun talking about the hot dog vendor. The sophomore humor gets better with each episode. Uh, Van's bathroom witch hunt was kind of lame. A bit funny here and there, but still lame. I still think they need to retool the Van character. The show still needs to go in a fresh direction. On paper, the show works, but it needs to be better defined. At least the characters are evolving for the most part. Grade B minus. So. Thanks, Chubb, for writing in. Thanks for being the Thomas Blake of this episode. Appreciate it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. I mean, it's all right. Like, it's 30. I think it helps that it's 30 minutes and I watch it on Hulu with no commercials. Right. I, li- I like her, too. Like, I, there's some characters I like. I like Vanessa. I like her, too. She is as cute as a button. She I'm is. sorry. She I, put aside anything else. She is just as cute as a, bo- a bottle full of buttons. Right. And I do like <laughs> the... Uh, I do like the other guy. I mean, I, I actually, I, there's no one that I really don't like. I mean, I've liked the other actors on other shows. The comedian stuff have been on other shows that I've liked. So it's not even the one where the running joke was someone, uh, he thought someone took a dump in his bathroom. 
man's bathroom and he's trying to get the rest of them to tell on the other. And then at the end, you find out, you see a camera at the very end and you like it, it's it. You see that uh, just somebody had left a magazine in there. They didn't use it, but they just happened. The secretary just happened to leave the magazine in there. But then you find out that the security, the guy that the janitor guy, he's always a dick to him. So he erases the cameras every night. So he takes dumps in there every night. And then you see that everyone's been taking dumps in the bathroom. He's just been erasing it because he's such a dick. That was kind of funny. Like at the end, you, you work up to all of that and then you get to when you see the camera and the, the whole thing is happening. It, that was funny. That was, that was a funny. Poop is scared. funny. Poop is always funny. <laughs> Poop is always funny. Hmm. So I, it's fine. It's fine. It's like it's it's still one of those things where 30 minutes, it's fine. But if it disappeared, they cancel it. I wouldn't think about it again. It's just it's just one of those shows I wouldn't. It's just too much good TV on. It's just not something I would remember if they took it away. Uh, something I forgot to mention in the news segment at the top of the show. Uh, mm-hmm. We got our first look at CW's Black Lightning. Oh yes, that's right. I forget that. Yeah. Chris oh, Williams, Chris Williams is uh, Jefferson Pierce, aka Black Lightning. Um, uh, executive producer Salim Akil, who will write and direct mm-hmm. on the series. Uh, I love the, their shows. I love their shows. Uh, he shared the teaser poster and some comments. He said, "Quote: I knew way too much about the world as a young boy growing up in Richmond, California. I was no stranger to violence, death, hopelessness, and the feeling no one cared about what was happening in my life." Comics were a great way for me to escape. I was about 13 when Black Lightning was created, and finally there was a black superhero that gave a damn about our neighborhood and our lives. So, it's um, uh, going to be directed or um, produced with a Berlanti uh, producing alongside Salim and Mara, Mara Brock Akil. So. And I wonder, like, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what it looks like. I hope it has a different look to it. Yeah. Because there's there's someone different doing everything. He's doing the writing. The team that's doing it, they're doing the writing and the directing of it. I think they're doing all the episodes so far. So it's um and they've done a lot of other ensemble shows that I've I've kinda liked um watching. So it it's uh, the last one they did, the newest one, was called I mean it's being it's on B E T. I know probably a lot of people haven't seen it. But it's called Being Mary Jane, and it's it is a well yes. written show. Yeah. I think I think the way they handle not only what I like about it is the way they handle characters in general, but the way they handle women. That's not about the Mary Jane girls, is it? No, no, it's not about. Oh Mary Jane. man, I that's the show. other show. I love to see a show about the Mary Jane yeah. girls. That's yeah. the other show. But uh, in, my, I, in, my, in my house, <laughs> but I remember that song. Well, I love that video too. Oh, me too, dude. Oh man. Um, but I'm looking forward to this show. Like, first, uh, speaking for a pe- person of color, to see them, I I really appreciate that you have people not just in front of the camera but behind the scenes, also doing the show and uh, and the cast. I mean, it's it's a predominantly black cast, mm-hmm. which is not something you see every day. Um, especially with superheroes. I mean, except Luke Cage. I mean, that was, that's what made Luke Cage, one of the things that made Luke Cage, uh, special was that you got to see that. You got to see a, a person of color who actually looked more genuine in terms of the writing and stuff. 
What I really hope they do, um, I know in like, um, like in Supergirl, they've touched on uh, like immigration issues and LGBT issues, Mm -hmm. and I they haven't really shied away from political stuff at all. I hope they go there with this. I I really think I really think that would make this a more interesting show if they dealt with real real issues and real problems, you know. I mean, they already have the thing with gangs in it. I mean, that's in the premise so far in the in the in the uh, first uh, pilot. So I I hope that we we get even more because it, all the shows he's dealt with that they've wrote writ, wrote uh, wrote uh, wrote Rick. before whatever way you say it I I'm so sorry I'm so long, sorry long it's, language. it's been a long day but like they, he's dealt with those issues on those shows you know like right. um, the game being Mary Jane they, they've dealt with a lot of about color uh, about uh, politics crime, social issues, like it's all, uh, it's all been, they've all dealt with those issues and not in a, in a sheepish way. They, they've kind of dug right into them and, and cool. dealt with them. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in this Me show. Too. And, I hope it has a, and I hope we get a different look too. I don't want it to look, I don't, I, I hope we get away from every show kind of having that same formula. Like I, I, I want them to branch out a little bit. And, and, and the shows that have different vibes to them. Me too. Sweet. Well, I guess that wraps up another episode of DCTV. Yes, we did it. If you uh, think... Wow. Yeah, we did it. We made it, guys. No injuries? No, no. deaths? No... Yeah, yeah. No mansplaining? It's, it's been no, great? No, no, none of that. Oh, my. None. Uh, none of us broke the song this week, though, so there is that. But if you like, if you like Geeky Podcast, that's not true. That's not true. You set us up for the song, and we did sing. It was oh, the, the, yeah. yeah so, oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Two of us broke into the song. Thank you very that's much. Right. Right. If I can, if I can find Mary Jane girls in my house, I'm gonna put it at the end of this podcast. <laughs> I don't know if I have. Um, that I know not. the words. Like, let me just sing it at any point. Just let me know. That used to. That was one of the the twelve inches. That, yeah, that's that's not. Whoa! Like. Hey now! Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> wow! That's one of the twelve inch singles that myself and my twelve inch while you were single, huh? Yeah, when I was single, yes. <laughs> I mean, now it's still back a bit. It's a little different now. <laughs> Indeed. That's one of the 12 inch singles that I have sang way too many times back in high school, yes. It's a great, great video, like, like girls. It was, right? Yeah, okay. It was, it was. If, uh, if you like Geeky TV, then you probably like uh, some of our podcasts that I'm about to talk about now. On the one side at hhwlod.com, you've got, uh, this podcast. You've also got the Walking Dead TV podcast. The, uh, the season finale is tonight as we record this. I'm going to be watching it soon after we're done recording here. Um, and we're going to be talking, we have a special bonus, uh, length, uh, episode with special guest stars for our season finale episode. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, also there's It's All Connected that, uh, covers the Marvel TV much as we do on the DC side. Uh, Daryl guests on that show sometimes. I know they're covering some of the Iron Fist right now and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, so check that out. Also, uh, Half Hour Wasted is back. The guys who started the whole network, uh, doing their thing, uh, as they do. Uh, check it all out, HHWLOD.com. And beyond that, if you really want to get out in the podcasting universe, then head out to TaylorNetworkOfPodcast.com because, oh my goodness, there are so many podcasts there. 
including uh, Nothing's On, which uh, we just recorded this morning uh, with myself and Donnie and Daryl. Uh, I don't think I had enough coffee to record this morning. I hope that turned out okay. Uh, it's um, already up, so I hope it did. I, I hope to. I hope so too. <laughs> but it was also Star Wars conversations. Uh, if you're a Star Wars fan, just go Trek yourself. If you're a Trek fan, uh, JK from uh, Go Trek Yourself just did like a live art thing where he's painting yes, uh, he uh Star Trek panel last night. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of great stuff there. Uh, TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Also a great uh, site for all your news. Uh, feed definitely check it out there's a lot of fun discussion there as well so until next week we have more dc tv to talk about it'll be the season finale of legends some of us will be cheering for the finale uh just that it is the finale <laughs> whether it's good or not we'll see. i feel excited just for you talking i'm gonna write some songs for that just uh, <laughs> just joy I, I think i'm gonna write the the remake to ode to joy because that needs a sequel the end <laughs> of the legends of the lane and man what if we get it where uh whatchamacallit what if he leaves the show <sighs> wouldn't it be great you rip hunter yeah what if Rip leaves Oh, I like that very much. It serves no purpose, man. It didn't even help. Like she's the captain. He he was the only one that had his mind right, and he still just sat on his ass yep. for the entire time. Drank rum and made cakes for a year. And exactly. Jeez. So. But uh, we're also gonna have the premiere of I Zombie, so that'll be awesome. Yeah, no secrets. That means they're gonna keep a lot of secrets. <laughs> yeah. Now it's double. It's like a whole team of zombies with her and Major. 